Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message was still able come on God was not restricted by COVID-19 somebody he he was still able to do what he's able to do but this year we are focusing in on this word devoted and uh one thing uh, based on a word study I found this interesting this was sent to me this last week and and uh, I, I found it really interesting I put it in here because I want to share it with you that here's what it looks like to be devoted based on a word study of the word devoted it, this word devoted means to continue to do something with intense effort with the possible implication of despite difficulty to devote oneself to to keep on to persist in I love this picture of what it looks like to be devoted as we jump into this series that we're calling devoted uh, this idea that it means to continue to do something with intense effort. You ever done something with intense effort? You were devoted. You were going to get that thing finished. You were going to get that thing built. You were going to get that thing accomplished. You were going to get where you were wanting to go. You had intense effort behind what you were doing. But I love the second part of that. It's this possible implication that I'm going to continue to do something with intense effort despite difficulty. Even in the midst of difficulty that may come, does anybody believe that you're going to walk through 2021 and you're not going to face any difficulty? <laughs> I'm just going to be so devoted that the devil's just going to roll over and just take a nap in 2021 and he's not going to try to bring anything against me. You're going to face difficulty in 2021, but this idea of being devoted and devoted to the right things, it looks like this picture of I'm going to, with intense effort, I'm going to do these things with intense effort, even in the face of difficulty this year. I'm going to continue to press on and keep on and be devoted and be persistent in. And another study that, that I found, this original uh, word here, that it shows that it can be translated, and it is translated, and we'll see it in just a moment uh, in the, the translation that I, that I was reading in the Bible. This word can be translated as dedicated, committed, devoted, persistent, or focused. And so there are times when you'll be reading your Bible and you'll come across a word and we'll see one in just a moment where it might say, you know, devoted or it might say committed or it might say persistent. It might say focused or dedicated, something like that. And I believe this helps us to be able to wrap our minds around as we jump into five areas over the next few weeks that I believe that the Lord would have us be devoted to as a church and you be devoted to as an individual. It helps us wrap our minds around the fact that, wow, we're talking about doing these five things with intense effort even in the face of difficulty, even when something tries to come against us, even when it's not going our way, even when things are, are we, we seem to be struggling, even when we don't feel like we have the strength to keep doing what God has called us to do, we are devoted. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I'm devoted. I'm devoted. And so during this series, we're going we're gonna to dive into five specific areas uh, that I see as I read through Acts chapter 2 in these, these five or six verses regarding what the first believers, the first church, was devoted to. And so I want to begin today with uh, the verses that we read last week, and it's kind of our theme verses for this series. It's Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 42. It says this, says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching 
and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And I was thinking about this as I was reading this this last week. I wonder if you still have a deep sense of awe when you think about Jesus. Or has it become so familiar to you because you've, you've been a believer for 25 years? You've been a believer for five years. You, and you remember the first six months after you gave your life to Jesus, you were on fire and you were in awe of how, how God was coming through for you and how he was faithful and how good he was and the things that you were learning and you were growing. I wonder if you still have, maybe there are some of us that need to, that, that need to allow the Lord and need to allow the Holy Spirit to bring back this sense of awe in our hearts. That when we think about the things of God, when we think about Jesus and what he did for us, that we have this, oh, this gratefulness and this sense of, wow, how, why, like, why would you even do that? I'm not even worthy of that. You know, like we would just have this sense of awe at what it is that God has done for us. It goes on, a deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And as we read through this passage in Acts, we see words like devoted and teaching and fellowship and sharing in meals and prayer, meeting together, sharing their money, worshiping together, generosity. And so I've kind of broken this down into five areas, and we mentioned them last week, but I want to mention them again and kind of let you know where we're going in this series. That I see, here's what I see a devotion to and where I want us to focus our attention for this series is prayer, worshiping together, generosity, discipleship, and community. So this is, this is what we're going to talk about for the next five weeks is how can we better be? What does it look like to be devoted? What does God's word say about prayer? What does God's word say about community? What does God's word say about gathering together? What does God's word say about all of these things? And why is it so important for us to be devoted to them? And so that's where we're going. And as we kick this series off, the title of today's message is simply this, Devoted to Prayer. Devoted to Prayer. Today, and I, I felt like there was no better time to talk about prayer than uh, we've just, con- just finished the first week of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Where we're putting an emphasis on fasting, but really if you don't pray, you're just on a diet. <laughs> if you don't get in the word, if you don't spend time with the Lord when you would be eating that meal or when, when that thought comes to your mind, hello somebody, when you want that cup of coffee, <laughs> what if you said a prayer Right in the middle of that moment where you wanted that cup of coffee. That's, that's the idea behind this is, you know what, instead of that that I normally go to, instead of that thing that maybe I have grown uh, somewhat addicted to, that thing that I feel like I need in my life, that I know the Lord said, hey, give that up for 21 days and draw closer to me. There also needs to be prayer in those moments. And so I felt like there was no better way and no better time than to kick off this series talking about how we can be devoted to prayer and what prayer looks like. And This is what the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write when he was writing to the Colossian believers. It's in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2, and I couldn't say it any better myself. He says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. If you didn't know that you needed to be devoted to prayer, Paul said it very plainly. Devote yourselves to what? Prayer. What were the the first church they were devoting themselves? Part of that was to prayer. 
And this word here that is, that is used for the word devote is the same word that's in Acts 2.42. That talks about this idea of persistent and keeping on and this intense effort being devoted to prayer. And then we see this same terminology again in Romans chapter 12 and verse 12. And my wife and I, we were talking about this verse this last week a lot. It says, rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble, and here it is, and keep on praying. It's the, it's the same word. In other words, be patient in trouble and devote yourself to prayer. Be patient with what you're going through and keep on praying. And I was thinking about this, and there are more places you can, you can I, I encourage you, go read the Word of God, study the Word of God. You can find other places where this is talked about and where it kind of ties in together. But I thought, man, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, devote this word that's used. They're talking about prayer, and then in Romans 12, devoting or keeping on praying and being consistent in that. And in Colossians 4, 2, Paul says, you know, you need to be devoted to prayer. And I thought, maybe we need to pay attention. Maybe we need to pay attention to what the Word of God is telling us, that there might be some significance in devoting ourselves to prayer. I'm not talking about praying occasionally. I'm not talking about praying just when something is going wrong, right? Many of us, if we were going to raise our hands this morning, and I'm not going to make you raise your hand this morning, but you would say, you know what, when things are not going well, I don't have a problem praying. (laughs) When I need God to come through in a situation, I'm going to pray. When something's going on in my family, I'm going to pray. When, 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 I'm going to ask somebody to pray. I'm going to get some people around me that are going to pray. But what if we just devoted ourselves to prayer? What if it was just an everyday, I'm just devoted. I'm just going to make sure that in my day, I'm going to pray. I'm going to be devoted to prayer. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul, he also says, pray without ceasing. Like, keep on praying. Be devoted to prayer. And so as we talk about prayer, I want to share three points with you. The first point, and, and it's kind of talking about what the first point I want to give you is something that I believe prayer is not. And then I want to talk about two points that I believe prayer is and kind of give you some 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 ways that I believe God wants to use this idea. And as we apply this to our lives, as we devote ourselves to prayer, what could this look like and what what does it mean? What is the importance of prayer? And so here's point number one: it's that prayer is not for show. Prayer is not for show. This is what in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus himself said this in Matthew 6, starting in verse 5. He said, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Come on, is anybody encouraged by the fact that God knows what you need before you ever even ask? Before you ever even say a word, God knows everything that you need. And so prayer is not... For show, Jesus is teaching us here that we're not supposed to try to impress people with our prayers. You ever met the, 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 the person that is trying to impress you with their prayers? 
And you just kind of got this sense in your spirit like, I don't know. You know, I, I, you know, obviously we weren't around back when the Bible's been written and, and Jesus is confronting all of these Pharisees and addressing all of these things. But I can just imagine, you know, it's like, what was this picture like? Like they're going out in the middle, like the busiest, you know, it'd be like, we're going to, we're going to go to the downtown square and we're just going to make a show of everything. And it's all about a show. and We just want everybody to just see everything. Or we're going to go to Lamar and Collegiate. Come on, somebody. And we're just going to stand on the corner and it's just going to be all about us. All about us. And while people might have been walking by and they're like, wow, they're praying. And look at they're praying. Like Jesus knew what their heart was. <laughs> Jesus could see their heart. And basically what I think he's saying is that, that type of thing, that's the only reward that they're going to get because their heart's not pure. They're not, they're not praying to, to, to communicate with me. They're not praying to, to seek my will. They're not praying to seek my, they're, they're praying so that you can see them pray. They're just, they're trying to impress with their prayers or using a bunch of fancy prayer words. How many of you know that using a bunch of fancy prayer words, and if you know a bunch of fancy prayer words, there's not anything, if your heart is pure, there's not anything wrong with praying that way. But can I let you in on a little secret? Using fancier words doesn't make God hear your prayer more than if you had a sincere heart. It's not, it's not necessarily about the type of verbiage that you use. It's is your heart crying out to God when you're devoted to prayer. When you're in your time of prayer, is it to impress? Are you trying to, are you trying to impress somebody? Are you trying to, 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 to say all of the right words just the right way because you feel like God will hear your prayer if you say it all just the right way? Or are you coming to him with just a heart that says, I, I, like, I, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at, and I'm just devoted to communion with you. I'm devoted to relationship with you. I'm devoted to prayer in this way. You ever, you ever been at an event or a gathering and someone asked you to pray? You ever been, you know, we just went through the holidays and maybe you're at Christmas with family or you're at Thanksgiving with family and, and somebody asked you to pray and you weren't prepared? <laughs> Did you feel the pressure? And it was like, whew. you know, a lot of times you feel the pressure and it's like, I wasn't prepared for this. Like if I'd have known that they were going to ask me to pray, I would have typed out my prayer on my phone so that I could know all of the right words to pray in this moment. What if you just gave thanks to God in that moment? What if it was just, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to come to God with a pure heart and we're just going to thank him for family. We're going to thank him for this meal. We're going to thank him for this, right? But a lot of times we feel this added pressure when somebody asks us to pray or somebody wants us to pray and, and we think, wow, I've got I've to say the right things. I've got to pray, right? You ever felt the pressure to pray for a certain length of time? <laughs> you know, like... Well, if I'm praying, like, I need to make sure I'm praying for a minute and 23 seconds because if I don't pray, you know, somebody just prayed before me. You know, I, the, the, last, the last family gathering we were at, they prayed for three minutes. I mean, by the time we were finished, God really knew we were thankful for what we were about to eat. <laughs> and I've got to make sure that, right, it's, prayer's not about that. Prayer is not something that's for show. It's, it's between you and God. It's a way that we communicate with Him. It's a way that we have relationship with Him and and so we need to devote ourselves to prayer, but we need to realize that prayer is not for show. I wonder if you've ever felt like your prayers weren't good enough. You ever felt like your prayers weren't, weren't good enough and that you, you needed to ask somebody else to pray? Like I need to get somebody, 
I need to get somebody. And, and there's nothing wrong. Like I, I believe there's power when multiple people are, 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 are gathered around or they're all praying toward the same thing. You know, that's, that's, that's a big part of why we have a prayer focus each week that we're praying over the church. We're praying over our families. We're praying over, you know, people in our community because there's power whenever we join together with one heart to pray about the same thing. But I wonder if you've ever felt like, well, my prayer isn't like, my, like God doesn't hear my prayer as clearly as that person. Or they really know how to pray and I just really don't know how to pray. And I want to encourage you, don't feel like your prayers are not as good or as powerful as someone else's prayers. Because God loves it when you pray. Come on, look at your neighbor right now and tell him God loves it when you pray. <laughs> God loves it when you pray. There's power when we join together with one heart to pray together. But God loves it when you pray and when you just come to him with an open heart and share what's on your heart. And in this passage, Jesus, you know, he's teaching this group of followers and he calls out those who pray publicly so that they can be noticed. Because the heart behind their prayers isn't pure. And he tells us that when we pray to be seen or we pray to be noticed or we don't have the right heart or we try to, you know, make us look important or make us look smart or make us look better than somebody else. The recognition that we get from that prayer from other people will be all the reward that we're going to get. He said, don't be like the hypocrites who, who, who just do this all for show. And it's just all about, well, look at me and I'm better than you. And well, don't you wish you knew how to pray the way that I know how to pray? He says, you know, the people, the, the reward that they get from people, that's the only reward that they're going to get. But wouldn't you just love for your reward to be from your heavenly father and not from those that are around you. When prayer is about relationship with God instead of impressing other people, then we can receive our reward from our Heavenly Father. So prayer is not for show. Here's point number two, talking about being devoted to prayer. Prayer is for each other. I want to read you a few verses, starting in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. It says, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent. Don't you just love the terminology? Everywhere we look, it seems like where, you're, where the word is talking about prayer, it's keep on, be devoted, be persistent in prayer. He says, be persistent in your prayers for who? For all believers everywhere. For all believers everywhere. Matthew 5, verses 43 through 45. You've heard that the law says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives his sunlight to both the good and the evil, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. And another verse that's not going to be on the screen today, but it's Romans chapter 12 and verse 14. He says, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Don't curse them. Like, the people that are persecuting me, don't, don't do what? Don't curse them, like don't wish harm on them, don't, don't, right, and this is what this looks like in a lot of our, in a lot of our hearts, right? You ever, you ever been driving down the road, and this really isn't persecution, but somebody cut you off, or somebody went flying around you, and you just, and, and in your, in your heart, and in your mind right now, you just started thinking, I hope they get pulled over. I just hope that two miles down the road, I see them pulled over, because that's what they deserve, they're going to get what they deserve. I'm driving five over, and they're just flying around me, and they're going to get what they deserve. And I just hope that when I get up the road here that they are pulled over. Or somebody did something to you, and you just, you like, <laughs> you felt like you were going to pray for them, and maybe this is where you started, and you were like, <laughs> your prayer was, Lord, get them. 
And Paul, Paul is telling us, he says, don't, don't curse them. Don't wish harm upon them. Like the people that are persecuting you, the persecution that you're experiencing, pray that God will bless them. Pray blessing over them. And so prayer, prayer is for each other. Prayer is something that I do for you. Prayer is something that you do for me. And how can we act like true children of God? It's by loving our enemies and praying for those who persecute us. Whew. How are you doing with that? Loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you. In Ephesians 6, Paul says, he tells us about the importance of praying for other believers and how we need to be praying for each other within this body, but not just that, but for believers all over the world, the people that we don't even know that are experiencing things all over the world that are believers. And then in Matthew 5 and in Romans 12, Jesus is teaching us that we're to pray for the people in our lives. Come on. We're to pray for the people in the government. We're to pray for people at our job. We're to pray for people in our school. We're to pray for people wherever we are that persecute us. We're to pray that God will bless them. We're not to, to curse them or wish harm on them, but to pray for those who persecute us, that we're to love them and pray for them and love our enemies. And Let me ask you a question. When was the last time that you were devoted to praying for somebody else? When was the last time that you were so devoted to praying for somebody else? When was the last time that you kept on persistently with intense effort praying for other people? If we're going to be devoted to prayer, and prayer is about praying for those that persecute us, prayer is about praying for each other, prayer is about praying for believers all over the world, when was the last time that you kept on persistently with intense effort praying for somebody else in your life? Praying for somebody across the world that you don't even know. When were, were, were you praying for someone else's situation or for someone else's need, someone else's strength, someone else's healing? When was the last time you were that devoted to prayer? When was the last time that you kept on persistently with intense effort praying for someone else who was persecuting you? Whew. When was the last time? Just think about it. Are you really devoted to prayer? Are you, like, be honest with yourself. Am I really Devoted to prayer. Like when was, when was the last time that I kept on persistently with intense effort praying for someone who was against me? Praying for somebody that I didn't even know. Praying for somebody that I found out that they had a need. Come on, that's what it looks like to be devoted to prayer. To be devoted to prayer. I love James chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And look at this. I underlined this in my notes because it's so powerful. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Why, why would it be so important for us to be devoted to prayer? Could it be that the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results? Lord, why do I need to be so devoted to prayer? Because when you pray earnestly, it has great power and produces wonderful 
results. In other words, when you as a believer pray earnestly, it's going to produce something. It's going to be powerful. Come on, you know someone who has a need, pray earnestly for them. You have somebody who's persecuting you, pray earnestly for them. Be devoted to prayer. If we're going to be people who are devoted to prayer, it kind of changes the way we think about the phrase, I'll pray for you. Are you really? Are you really devoted to prayer? You know, you hear about somebody, well, I'll pray for you. Really? Do you really believe that the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results? Do you really believe that God has called you to be devoted to prayer, to be persistent, to keep on with intense effort, to pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ, to pray for those all around the world that are being persecuted, to pray for those that are persecuting you, to pray that God would bless them? Are you really devoted to prayer? Prayer is something for you and me. It's for me to pray for you and you to pray for me and to see powerful things happen and wonderful results happen and to be encouraged that you're devoted to prayer and I'm devoted to prayer and you're devoted to prayer and as a body we're devoted to prayer and so we're going to see God do things because we're devoted to prayer, amen? So prayer is for each other and then here's point number three as the worship team comes back today. This point is simply prayer is greater than anxiety. Prayer is greater than anxiety. Philippians chapter 4, many of you have probably read this, but I want to read it again in verses 6 and 7. This is what the word of God says. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition... With thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God. Come on, anybody anybody ever been praying for peace? Anybody ever been praying that, oh God, I just need your peace. I don't know what to do in this situation. I need your peace. It says, and the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which guards, stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, in every circumstance and situation, by what? Prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to us through this verse specifically today? I believe it's in every circumstance and situation, prayer is greater than anxiety. Anybody ever been anxious? Or is it just me? <laughs> Prayer is greater than anxiety. And here's, here's the kicker. For many of us, we know this. But we have a hard time living it out. We know. We can remind ourselves in a moment, prayer is greater than anxiety. But actually living that out is where I think the struggle is. And we have to get it in our heart. That do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, in prayer, in prayer. And then if you skip down the next verse, and the peace, like, and so the peace, 
of God, the peace that you can't even explain will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus when? When you are not anxious for anything or worried, but you are taking every circumstance, every situation to God in prayer and making your specific requests known to Him. Prayer is greater than anxiety. If we know that to be true, why is it so hard for us to live out? Do you believe that God is good? Do you believe that God is faithful? Do you believe that He's all you need? Do you believe that He is your provision? Do you believe that He's always on time? I was thinking about this as I was preparing this message and, and even in my own life this week, I'm like, God, I need to be reminded that prayer is greater than anxiety. Prayer is greater than worry. Prayer is greater than me being anxious about what's going on in my life. Listen, have you ever had a situation, maybe in the last few days, and it made you anxious and it made you worried? And I came to remind somebody today, along with me, that prayer is greater than anxiety. So what do you do in every situation, in every circumstance? Come on, you have a situation? Don't be anxious. Pray. You have a health issue? Don't be anxious. Pray. You're struggling with fear about COVID? Don't be anxious. Pray. You're desiring for your marriage to be restored? Don't be anxious. Pray. You're worried about your child who isn't living for the Lord right now in their life. Don't be anxious, but pray. Why? Because prayer is always greater than anxiety. When you choose not to be, listen, it says don't be anxious. In other words, you have to choose not to be anxious, but to take it to God in prayer. And the peace surpasses all understanding guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus when you choose not to be anxious but to pray when you choose not to be anxious or worried but to take it to God in prayer will you stand to your feet today I want to I want to end today in Matthew chapter 7 I was reading this um, really over the last couple of weeks and I felt like the Lord has been really applying this to my own life and I believe it's a powerful couple of verses it's Matthew chapter 7 verses 7 and 8 and I want to read it and then give you some direction that I feel like the Lord would have me to give you on it it says this it says ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you seek and keep on seeking and you will find knock and keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who keeps on asking receives and he who keeps on seeking finds and to him who keeps on knocking it will be opened do you know what I thought of when I read this you know what I felt like the Lord showed me that's devotion because the person that keeps on asking the person who is devoted to the asking and the seeking and the knocking, that's the person who receives and finds. How many times in your life and in my life have we 
asked, sought after, knocked, and when the answer didn't come or we didn't feel anything or we didn't feel like we heard anything, we just stopped. What if we kept on? What if, what if, what if prayer in our lives began to look like devotion? A persistent keeping on with intense effort. God, I know you can. I know you can. I know you know what I need before I ever even ask it. And so I'm going to keep, I'm going to be devoted to pray. I'm going to be devoted to asking. I'm going to be devoted to seeking you. Come on, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. I'm going to be devoted. I'm going to keep on seeking. I'm going to keep on knocking. And this this terminology, if you look into it a little bit, it's, it's not the picture of someone who prayed once for something. It's not the picture of somebody who sought once for something. It's not the picture of somebody who, who asked once for something. Come on, if any of you have kids, how many know kids know what devotion to asking looks like? We're not doing that right now. Five minutes later. Can we do that? We're not doing that right now. Ten minutes later. Can we do that, right? It's persistent. It's, it's intense effort. <laughs> Are we not children of God? What if we were devoted to prayer? Devoted to asking and seeking and knocking and praying for each other and praying for those who persecute us and coming to God with a pure heart? <laughs> My goodness, how would God be able to change you from the inside out if in 2021 you became devoted to prayer? Not while I pray. But what if, what if at the end of 2021 you said, this year I was devoted to prayer? What do you think God could do through people who were devoted to prayer? devoted to prayer. This is a picture of persistently, constantly, with intense effort, praying and asking and seeking. And in my mind, this is a picture of someone who's devoted to prayer. And I want to, I'm telling you, I'm asking you, during these 21 days of prayer and fasting, keep asking it says ask and keep on asking seek and keep on seeking knock and keep on knocking what if you formed a habit over 21 days of keeping on and keeping on and keeping on in devotion to prayer Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? I want to pray for you. Bring the prayer team down. Holy Spirit, we thank you for 
thank you for working on hearts today. Lord, we sang a song earlier about making room for you. And Lord, I believe that we have made room for you to speak to us and for this word to penetrate our hearts and to, to sit deep in our hearts. Lord, I pray that we would be devoted to prayer in 2021. That there would be this persistent, constant, consistent, keeping on with intense effort even in the face of difficulty, we're devoted to prayer. We're devoted. Come on, if that's you across this room and you say, I wanna be devoted to prayer in 2021, will you lift your hands across this room? I wanna be devoted to prayer in 2021. Lord, you see every hand all across this room, those that are responding and declaring in this room today that we're going to be devoted to prayer. Lord, we're believing you for miracles. We're believing you for supernatural things. We're believing we're going to receive. We're believing we're going to find. We're believing the door is going to be opened as we continue to keep on with intense effort, even in the spite of difficulty. We are devoted to prayer. And Lord, I pray as we sing this last song and we worship you with our voices in this way. Lord, if there's anybody here who needs prayer for anything in their life, they need somebody to agree with them, somebody to pray over them, somebody to believe with them. Lord, there's no better time than now. So Holy Spirit, I pray as we sing this song that you would draw every person today who needs prayer in Jesus' name, amen.